Hello, everyone. I am John Dennert, and this is the Helping People Grow podcast. Hey, let me tell you what we're going to do over the next five episodes, including this one. When I wrote my book, Helping People Grow, the original manuscript, get this, was double the size of what I ended up publishing. The two big things that I wanted to do with that book was explain the five life-changing conditions that lead us naturally to change and growth. And then I wanted to walk through the five practices anyone can do to create those conditions. Here's the problem. (laughs) It was too big. It was too much content. And I had publishers tell me to cut literally 50% of the content. Uh, Here's what they said. Um, They told me to take the five practices, the whole second half of the book, and condense them down and put them into a final chapter and literally call it a day. I was so conflicted. I, I, I wasn't sure what to do. But in the end, um, I, I did a version of that. I ended up devoting the last two chapters of my book to the five practices. And in those last two chapters, I pointed to the next book that's literally already written, and uh, I still intend to publish it. That book will be solely focused on those five practices. So here's what we're going to do. In the next five podcasts, I will focus on each of the five practices. These next five podcasts, they're going to be shorter than previous podcasts, uh, but there's a good chance that later on I will actually produce longer versions for each of these five practices. Right now, I'm, I'm literally going to read the chapters that I wrote about each of these practices. So what you're going to get uh, over the next five episodes is pretty much an audio book, and I really hope you'll love it. So here's episode number 10 entitled, Wear It, Be the Person You're Helping Others Become. So what are we doing again? This is one of my least favorite questions ever, because when I get it, I know it means one of two things. I haven't been as clear as I need to be, or the instructions I've given are incomplete, or both, usually both. Bottom line, when this question comes up, I haven't given people enough information to take next steps. Here's the ironic part. For nearly 10 years, I taught thousands of leaders the five conditions in this book and stopped right there, expecting them to create those conditions on their own. It's kind of like a football coach who draws up a couple dozen plays on the whiteboard just before kickoff and then sends his team onto the field to run those plays in a game. That was me all those years describing the life-changing conditions and then sending leaders into the real world to figure out how to create them. Many of those leaders came back to me puzzled about how to bring these conditions to life in their relationships. In their own way, they were simply asking, what is it again I'm supposed to do now? I'm embarrassed to admit, at first I was a little baffled. I thought, what do you mean? What are we doing now? We're doing what we've been talking about this whole time. You know those five things, safety, truth, vulnerability, affirmation, and caregiving? Create those in the world you live in with the people you love and lead. Pretty simple, huh? Not exactly. 
essentially they were telling me they understood the five conditions and recognized those conditions when they saw them in the real world, but they were not clear about how to create them on their own. I had to help leaders not just understand the conditions, but also explain how to bring them to life in the communities they led. New section, it's not rocket science. Creating the five conditions isn't rocket science. Just about anybody can do it. But that doesn't make it easy. In fact, the simplicity of the structure can be deceiving. This kind of culture doesn't make itself. You will have to put in the work to create it. That said, even though it requires effort, don't forget that creating this culture is absolutely worth doing. Remember, these conditions are what we all want. They are what our hearts were made for. Explaining the conditions to leaders was the right place to start all those years ago. You can't do a thing unless you understand what that thing is. I simply needed to take the next step and walk them through the install process. That might be what you need too. By now, you know all about these conditions that foster change and growth in others. But how do you create those conditions? Well, I have a short and long answer to that question, or better said, a getting started guide and a bigger full manual version of the instructions. What I provide in this chapter and the next is the getting started guide. You need to begin creating life-changing conditions. And by the way, I've already finished my companion book to this one. So the full installation manual is on the way, but there's no need to wait on creating conditions for growth because what you read here is plenty to get you going. I've broken down the next steps into five parts. Using five action statements, you can begin practicing right away. Keep in mind, however, there's a chronological order to the steps. So be sure to start at the beginning and work your way through. Another way to think about this is that there's an order for starting the steps, not completing them, because we never stop doing any of these if we want to sustain the right conditions for life change. I think you'll understand completely after you read through them. Okay, let's jump in and start creating. Number one, wear it. Be the person you're helping others become. The big idea behind wearing it is that we generally add things to our lives that we see working well for others. The thought goes something like this. That looks good on you. That really works for you. That is a great solution for you. I wonder if it works for me too. And then we try it out. We put on what is working for someone else to see how it fits on us. We all seem to be looking for options upgrades, solutions, or recommendations that make life work better. Where are we looking? To each other, of course. Just think about online reviews, for example, Yelp in particular. I love reading about five-star experiences. In fact, I rarely go to restaurants with average reviews lower than four stars. It's hard to choose a three-star business when there are so many four- and five-star options. About six months ago, my wife realigned her life around specific fitness goals. She's had great success with her new routine, and it's a simple routine at that. Her plan involves three things, at least 10,000 steps a day, quality nutritious meals during the week, and strategic cheat meals on the weekend. Her results have been fantastic. They've been so great, in fact, I've decided to make some healthy changes on my own, all because I've seen Ko's plan work so well in her life. 
This is how we are. One study in social learning I recently came across compared two groups of chimpanzees given juice boxes. Quote, the first group dipped the straw into the juice box and then sucked on the small amount of juice at the end of the straw. The second group sucked through the straw directly, getting much more juice. When the first group, the dippers, observed the second group, the suckers, what do you think happened? All the dippers in the first group switched to sucking through the straws directly. By simply observing the other chimps and modeling their behavior, they learned that this was a more efficient method of getting juice, end quote. Again, this is naturally what we do too. When we see behavior in others that works better than our own, we switch to the improved way of living. We stop being dippers and become suckers. When something looks good on you, when it yields great results in your life, people naturally want to put that on in their own lives. That makes you a walking, talking, breathing life review, informing people about what does and does not work. The key then is wearing the right things. Show people the true benefit of living out the five life-changing conditions. Live them. Rely on them. Display them. Become a living context for growth and maturity you're pointing people toward. New section. Begin with yourself. In common language, I'm simply urging you to model what you hope to see and develop in the people that you love and lead. Brene Brown writes about this in the context of parenting, claiming, quote, the question isn't so much are you parenting the right way as it is, are you the adult you want your child to grow up to be, end quote. So who are you hoping your loved ones will become? Start becoming that person yourself and then display that to the people around you. I'm talking about living toward your picture of maturity, but I am not talking about perfection. We don't have to live perfectly, but all of us can live out our aspirational life pursuits in front of others. Do that, and you're wearing it. Live right in the center of your own growth process, welcoming loved ones into that part of your life. Allow them to see and know your transformational journey. Allow them to walk with you as you walk with them. In a sentence, walk intentionally, on your journey of growth, and invite people to come with you. New section, will you allow me to need us? In an earlier chapter, I wrote about a specific kind of group I've led over the years. I call them turbo groups. A turbo group is an accelerated, need-based group created to equip high-capacity leaders for a specific initiative. Here in San Diego, I live eight miles from the Navy SEAL training base. A turbo group is like BUDS training, i.e. <laughs> Navy SEAL training for leaders in the church. And I'm kind of not kidding. There are two prerequisites for getting into a turbo group. New members must, one, credit us, those of us in the group, with relational safety we haven't earned yet because we're going to move way faster relationally than we would in a typical small group. And two, agree to create a life-changing group of their own when the Turbo group concludes. Then we all lock arms and we step off the cliff into the richest community ever. It is thrilling. But someone still has to go first in the Turbo group, so that's what I do. 
On night one, after we've had a great meal together, shared a little about our lives, and talked about expectations, I tell everyone my life story because I think they deserve it. I start at the beginning and finish at the end, including much of the pain, struggle, failure, and downside I've lived. I also talk about some of the fun, good, and helpful episodes of my life. Bottom line, I try to provide a brief but unvarnished version of my pathway through life, and then I make a request. After my story, I look every person in the eyes and I ask, now, will you allow me to need this group? This is what I wear. This is what I put on from the very beginning. Right up front, I ask for their permission to be my normal, authentic self in the group, just like everyone else. I cannot exist in community artificially. And so I have to bring both my upside and my downside to the group. I understand I am the leader of the group, but I lead best from the center of the community, not from a distance. For me, that means bringing some of my own growth areas and hurts to the group as a fully functioning member. And then I make another request. I look everyone in the eyes again and I ask, And will you allow yourself to need this group just like me? This is your unique opportunity, I tell them, to really go for it and push the envelope on change and growth. How often in life will you be in a community like this with a bunch of leaders like all of you? I want them to know they don't always have to be strong and put together. I tell them I've accepted both my strengths and my weaknesses. And that my weak parts don't nullify my strong parts. Finally, I say, so if you aren't completely sufficient, strong, and competent all the time, we will simply know you're just like the rest of us. What a powerful moment for everyone. I wish you could see the relief on their faces. Last section, give your loved ones a gift. All of us wear some behavior or lifestyle. None of us wear nothing. Since you always model something with your life, I'm asking you to be intentional about what you put on. Modeling happens either by default or on purpose. Why not give a gift to your loved ones by starting here and simply live toward the life you hope they too will live? After all, if you won't wear it, why in the world would they? Well, friends, thank you for listening to this first episode on the five practices that help us create life-changing conditions for the people that we love. Uh, I want you to know that I think I'm asking for a lot. I I really am. I, I know it. Wearing it, also simply called modeling, is supremely risky. It means going first. It means admitting that your life is far from perfect, that you have serious growth areas, and that you need help. The beauty behind doing this is that it helps the people you love admit that too. And that's what they need. I want that for the people I love. And I bet you want it for your loved ones too. We'll count on my prayers as you take this next step with us. And as always, much love and many blessings.
hey, if this was helpful to you and you want to help me spread this message, I would be so grateful for that. All you have to do is hit follow on your favorite podcast listening platform. And you can also invite friends and family to this podcast simply by sending them a link. Thank you so much.